0: Videos.com. I'm Eric Siebert from vSphereLand.com. And this is a special edition VChat from uh, the VMware Cloud Infrastructure Launch Event in San Francisco. Uh, we're honored to be present here at this historic day uh, for VMware uh, where they announced vSphere 5 and, and so much, much more. So, what do you think, Eric? Um, It was great. I mean, obviously
1: we knew what was coming. We've been briefed um, over the last few weeks and months. I've been involved in the beta and that, so we've had access to all the features and functionality. Um, but it's good this this event kind of was uh, the culmination of all that into a, you know the public facing side of it and uh, getting the word out and that. And I think there was definitely a lot of excitement about this launch and um, I think they did a good job. And just this little, it's, it's kind of neat. It's not like your, your typical launch event where this is like a pretty intimate setting. There was only, I'd say maybe about Twenty people, a lot of VMware employees, but about twenty of uh, the press and the bloggers yeah. uh, total in there. A little small event, and we had, you know, Paul right in front of us, and uh, and Stephen in that giving the giving the message out. Uh, but it was, it was a good event. I liked it a lot, and um, they really did a good presentation on it. And obviously, the uh, we covered all the features, what's new in vSphere five, and the vision, of course. Um, you know, mm-hmm. what's how the vision's all shaping up. And then, of course, some of the, the bad news of the how the licensing is now going to change. Um, you know, I kind of found it interesting how they transitioned from uh, from uh, um, you know Paul coming out giving the vision message to uh, Stephen coming out giving the technology message, and then they made uh, kind of Rick the bad guy <laughs> with the, okay, here's the licensing he changes. But I think he put a good spin on it and um, you know made it to more of a positive change yeah. where um, a lot of people initially will probably not... Be too happy with the change, but uh, I think it's you really need to sit down, understand all the changes, see what they actually mean to your environment, yeah. to be able to understand, you know, how they'll impact you.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so Rick, Rick started out his presentation with "so," and some people were commenting on Twitter about that. <laughs> how uh oh, here comes the bad news, yeah, you yeah. know? But um, you know, after I read like the VMware uh, the licensing white paper that they published, and you know, took some time to think about it, and. You know, maybe maybe it's not as bad as I, I first thought and I can kinda see where they're going to a more, you know, paper consumption type model. But I do see um, you know, I think it'll be a big deal for, you know, right sizing in those third party companies, you know. Yeah, which is
1: a good thing because yeah. it it's kind of forces you to right size your environment, yeah. and to
0: manage your environment
1: and stay on top of it. So Yeah. You know, you can't uh, can't just go willy nilly anymore and, you know, to
0: throw VMs everywhere without uh, now there's repercussions of that. So That's right. That's right. So yeah, I mean, I thought that was interesting. I mean, at least they didn't go with the per VM pricing model. I yeah. think that would have been much, much worse. Well, yeah, because when you think about it, what a VM could be this,
1: as they showed in the video, a, yeah, monster, a VM, monster VM, a huge VM, yeah. or it could be a little tiny appliance, and then you're getting charged equally for both of those. So, yeah. you know, at least this is a little bit more fair in that it actually, um, you know, it's however you have your VM size, and if you have them all small, obviously
0: you can scale pretty well. But if you have big VMs, you're
1: gonna have to pay more. Right. Than that, so.
0: Right. Yeah. So I mean, I thought that was interesting. Um, I I like the new um, idea of you know VMware offering the first cloud infrastructure suite. You know, I guess I mean all the pieces were really there before, but I never thought of it in that way. Like, here's a suite you get. I mean, it's still all priced you know separately and everything, but like. Okay, we're going to use the cloud infrastructure suite and like automate our whole infrastructure. You know, um, I, I guess it, it seems like more they're pushing that sort of concept. You know, like this entire data center.
1: Yeah, they had one good graphic on that where they had them all stacked on top of each yeah. other, from vSphere on the bottom. To yeah, the uh, different tiers. And, yeah. to the V Operations Manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that, all the way up to the vCloud director. So, um, they definitely have all the pieces now to make that suite, yeah. all the components and that. And, um, you know, the product continues to, you know, mature and come together um, to be offer you know, a complete cloud solution.
0: And yeah, I mean, before it always seemed more like, you know, well, here's vSphere, and then there's a bunch of different management pieces. And if you want to do a cloud, here's a vCloud director, and here's chargeback, and here's, you know, orchestrator, and all these different things. And, but yeah, now it seems like it's more coming together, like. This is how it all fits together, yeah. and this is how you're gonna use it. so
1: and a lot of those came from acquisitions, and it takes time to fit those yeah and make the puzzle you know, yeah well fitting and complete so
0: so uh, what do you think about the new features?
1: Um, obviously storage was was really big in this release. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. If you look at all the features in total, I mean, they barely touch networking at all. Yeah. Um, storage was probably half this release when it comes to features in that. Mm-hmm. Um, the big one, obviously, is like storage DRS, where it fills in that missing gap of um, being able to balance your, your loads across hosts and data stores um, based on you know storage resource consumption. So that was a big one. You know, some of the other cool features, um, the storage profiles, with the new vStorage APIs for uh, storage awareness. Um, the new v- uh, virtual storage or vSphere storage appliance that they yeah. released um, to be a VSA to turn your local storage into shared storage. Um, that we, you know, looked at that obviously during the uh, the beta and that, and um, it seemed like it was kind of not up. You know, it's new. It's a one product. and not have yeah. the features that some of the more robust and mature products have. Um, the pricing seemed a bit steep as well when they finally announced the pricing on it. Where you know it seemed to be kind of, you know, out of the range of the SMB range where it was hitting up to the... Um, and we could actually go out and buy a storage array for, for that amount, so... Yeah, um, I
0: can see, it seems like they're trying to be sort of competitive with it, um, almost in the sense of, yeah, here's a storage array, but it doesn't have redundancy, and it's not that integrated with vSphere, and it's, you know, has higher, uh, you know, Configuration time involved to get it going, and here's ours, and you know maybe they're the same price, but ours has these benefits. So it almost seems like they're trying to be competitive, which is fine, I guess. They got to make money, but um, I was hoping the VSA would be just like free. Yeah, you know, like, exactly. Like for the for the SMB level. customers, here you go. You know, use vSphere five, you get this VSA. It's it's all good. It's all free. Because I mean, if you look at it, vSphere
1: is. Not that great unless you have shared storage because most right. of the features rely on it. So for the right. SMB market, maybe they can't afford those these big storage arrays to to use those features like high availability is, is a real big one. I think that um, is handy to have in, in any environment. Yeah. Um, so it all comes down to shared storage, and that VSA obviously gives you a more affordable way of getting shared storage than having to buy out these big storage arrays to do it and that. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll have to try it out for myself. I mean, one of the things they were stressing is that you can have you know this shared storage up and running in five clicks. I mean, which you know might be kind of cool compared to configuring, you know. Yeah, because you had done things on
1: like Openfiler and that. Yeah, Openfiler and complicated. I mean, it's free and it's it works, setup. but
0: it's also not supported and yeah. it doesn't have redundancy. And yeah, it's a pain to set up. You know, so well we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, a lot of cool new stuff. Um. Yeah, there was
1: one in particular that um, I, I saw a slide on it and when we did the briefings and that, but th- we didn't go into a lot of detail on it. And we, I was talking to Duncan earlier about it. He kind of covered it more, was the, um, the new uh, mirrored storage remotion, um, which is a new way of doing storage remotion In vSphere 4, what happened was it, it relied on trains block tracking actually track the blocks that change while the storage vMotion is occurring and then it takes those change blocks and writes them over, you know, once that's complete. Um, now in vSphere 5 they've got, they've gone away from that model and they've got this new mirroring thing where mm. they're actually doing um, almost like a synchronous um, write where they're writing to both devices at the same time, both the source and the destination whenever any writes occur. So it um, it's, it's a lot more efficient in that you're not having to rely on on um, the change box tracking, which can fall behind in a lot of cases when mm-hmm. there's a lot of I.O. going, um, and it's just a, a whole more, a better way of doing it compared to the, the older ways in that. So, Interesting. Um, I'd like to find out more about that, but that was yeah. pretty cool, where actually it uses a, a new process now
0: to um, track all the changes that occur while you're doing a spherical <laughs> motion. So. Huh. Yeah, I'll have to try that. i have to look at that. Um, you know, There's a lot of new features in there that he, they just didn't mention. Yeah, like Storage Emotion now, you can do it with snapshots, whereas in VSphere
1: 4, you couldn't. Obviously, yeah. with Storage DRS, you're going to be doing a lot of Storage Emotions in a lot of cases. So I think that that's a good one, where you yeah. know, if you have VMs with snapshots, you're now eligible to move between data stores with snapshots.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, like, I mean, ES, ESX is gone, you know. And yeah, goodbye, goodbye ESX. Console. Yeah, <laughs> service console. Um, ESXi now has a firewall that's built into it. It's a stateless yeah, firewall. I, I haven't
1: really looked at that. I know it was you couldn't really touch it before. How how different is it in this release? Well,
0: before it? it was you know you really just had services like you could control well which services. Services, yeah. You wanted to start, um, and now if if you look right below that same place where you configure your services, now there's like the ports that are associated with those services, and like you can. Um, but it's still really based on the services. So, like, you can... You'd have to go to the file, the actual file in the ESXi server to add new services and add new ports. Okay. But you can open and close the ports. And really, I think, to me, the only change is it, it's a firewall uh, protecting those services kind of thing and, and protecting the whole server except for those ports that are open for the particular services. Okay. So, I mean, it's not like a a real firewall where you could go in there and you could say, okay, I want to open, you know, TCP port one, two, three for, you know, this IP address. Okay. Inbound. You know, it doesn't have that so full it's based firewall on like configuration. NTP
1: or FTP, whatever service that you're you're trying to open up. Yeah. But I think in most cases with ESXi being I mean, it's a limited management console, you're not gonna wanna yeah. do a whole lot
0: there. Yeah. I mean to me the ESXi far- firewall it almost seemed a f- seemed like a feature where they could just say, yes, we have a firewall. You know, one of those things where, because ESX had the firewall, you know, they don't want to get rid of ESX and then say, well, here's ESXi now, and and no, it doesn't have a firewall. The old one used to, you know. So, I don't know. It it almost seemed like a, yeah, we have a firewall, you know, a checkbox kind of thing. so I don't know. Interesting. You know, I, I almost uh, I also wrote an article about uh, VMware data recovery. It's now version 2.0. Oh right. Yeah. So they they upped the revision on that and they added some new features. And um, VShield went to 5.0, right? Oh really? I didn't. I hadn't noticed the think, version. Yeah. It.
1: Yeah. I think they went more online with. Okay. Uh, there's a couple of things that now went online that's no longer VMFS 3, it's VMFS 5 and that. So, they went so f- when vSphere 4 you still had, I think it was up to like VMFS 3.4 or 6 or something. Mm-hmm. Now it's right to 5. Um, it's a seamless upgrade. You don't have to blow away your data stores to do anything. You can mm-hmm. upgrade it in place without destroying data that. Mm-hmm. and that. Um, and... So that's just another... Uh, there's obviously going to be a whole upgrade path to doing everything where you yeah. typically start the vCenter server and then goes down to, you know, VM, the storage, and and um, stuff like that, so...
0: Yeah, and then speaking of vCenter server, they've got the vCenter uh, Linux-based appliance. virtual appliance. Officially now.
1: Yeah. I think it was an experimental one for... Or they kind of had something out there. Yeah, there was, like, an experimental, well. I think. Um, the interesting thing I found about that was it doesn't support SQL Server at all. It comes bundled with... Internally, uh, DB2 Express, and externally, you can use um, DB2 or Oracle. You can't use SQL Server. Oh, right? really? And um, Interesting. so I think they're really trying to please the those, these shops that have been you know crying for ages now that we don't want to rely on Microsoft products uh, yeah. to use vSphere, and they've personally done that with the appliance, um, with the support for other databases, and with the um, the new um, uh, the Flex. Have you played with the Flex client yet? The new uh, web UI. Yeah. Yeah. That, what do you think compared to the old
0: it's I mean it's It's pretty um, and you could do I would guess you know 70% of your normal day to day stuff in it but you know you still need the vSphere client to do yeah. that other 30% and you so know from the slides I was reading it sounded like
1: because this client the Flex client's been in work for a long time I'd say Three years at least. Um, I was part of a usability stu- study that was kind of trying to get feedback on what you thought of it. And that years ago, and that so, it's I, I thought it would have made its appearance before then, but now it's finally here. And um, from the slides I was reading in the slide decks of the briefings we were on, it sounded like that this is the future. The VSphere client, the C-Pound client, will eventually go away, mm-hmm. and then and this will replace all that. It's mm-hmm. obviously going to be a lot of development work to put all yeah. that into this. So I think this is the first step. And um, and getting the you know that new client out there and then expanding it to do more and more just like they're trying to do with the iPad client to give it more functionality where at some point um, they may just completely replace the uh, the vSphere client with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was cool. Um, You know, like to to get it going first, you had to load the vSphere Web Client Server they call it in parentheses, which is a confusing you know term. You had to load that on the vCenter server, and then that brought up a web interface. And then you actually had to install Adobe Flash on your vCenter s- server. Well, I guess you could have gone and taken the URL and done it on a client. But anyway, I had to install Flash on my server so that I could activate the server. Oh, okay. And then that gave me the URL to go and use on my client, which had to have Flash also. Okay. To, to use the new Flex client, I think so. it's,
1: it's pre-built into the, the the appliance, the Linux appliance. You don't have to do all that's all set oh, up. Really? It's set compatible with oh, the, the okay. appliance. So, okay. uh, I think with the appliance, you basically you deploy it. There's a web UI to configure it, oh, and okay. then um, obviously it's just like a normal vCenter server with it, without the exception that you can't do um, linked mode. There's no linked mode with the appliances, mm. and. Um, that was about It, it okay. does everything. Yeah, I will have obviously. to try it with the
0: appliance because I just tried it on the regular, you know, Windows server okay. that had vCenter installed. So okay. interesting. So, so yeah, uh,
1: lots of big, lots of big new stuff. And um, now, as far as the release date goes, they're not saying when. Um, they're not going to announce the release date at any point. It'll just appear one day. And <laughs> obviously, it's probably going to be sometime between in the next few weeks. Obviously, before VMWorld. So. Um, have to have a little pool going on on what date <laughs> it's gonna hit but yeah uh, what have they done in the past they've typically done it was it like on a Monday Tuesday or something or
0: I don't know I don't know yeah
1: we'll just have to see yeah I know they're waiting for a lot of the companion products because th- this release has a lot of other of the products all bundled together where the previous release they had products that took months and months to be compatible with the new version now they're trying to um, roll that all into one big release and that so oh, kind of waiting on all that stuff to to catch up. So so like, is it like
0: just VMware view, view is that the only thing I think that won't be compatible with vSphere 5 or Yeah, I one think of the main the things.
1: vShield is, uh, the vCloud is, the SRM is and that but well, that's
0: a, another thing we didn't talk about um, SRM the new host-based replication in SRM.
1: I I, I love that feature. That's yeah. definitely cool. Yeah, I mean know.
0: I was thinking to me that's one of the best values. In, in the new, you know, whole vSphere 5 suite is the host-based replication yeah. because it's like for 195 bucks per VM, you have to buy a 25-pack, but, you know, you can get host-based replication and not have to, you know, buy a, a SAN with hardware-based replication. Yeah, expensive. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's a cool feature for sure. Where it's um, do, do you have to buy it in 25-vm packs? Or yeah, I you do have I, to oh buy okay, a 25-pack. Okay.
0: but So it's still just like 5000 bucks but okay. you could replicate 25 virtual machines. I mean, I wish you could buy it perverse machine yeah just <laughs> like 10 or whatever yeah so, yeah so that's another another definitely cool feature in that. in that,
1: um, look forward to them pulling the trigger and everything actually coming out and yeah. being available
0: yeah yeah so well it's been exciting to be here it has don't we don't got to see you know Steve Heron and Paul Moritz just Right a in front few of us. feet away, yeah. <laughs> I was snapping pictures and, we had, and everything. Uh,
1: we had Duncan Effing here. Yeah, we did an yeah. interview
0: with Duncan. Um. A lot
1: of the, some of the other VMware staff, Mike um, Adams and that. And, of course, John Troyer was here. And Yeah. Um, and that, so it was, it was a fun event overall. Thank you for watching awesome. this episode of VChat, the latest in virtualization and cloud computing news and how-to. Eric, Simon, and David want your feedback, so send questions or ideas for future VChat topics to vchat at trainsignal.com.